We hear in today's Gospel from St. Luke, one of the forms of the Lord's Prayer. We've prayed the Lord's Prayer so many times and in so many different situations, whether that's here at Mass, whether that's praying the Rosary, and we go through the Lord's Prayer over and over and over again, and the words of the Lord's Prayer just becomes another word that we say that comes out of our mouth, another prayer that we repeat, and we really never get the opportunity and chance to really dive into those words that we are saying and really meditate and chew on those words and what we're truly asking and praying about as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Out of all the prayers within the Universal Church, the Lord's Prayer is the only prayer that is given to us directly by our Lord. And so let us take some time today to really begin to break apart the Lord's Prayer and see what it really means for us. And so today I want to just focus on the first part of the Lord's Prayer. So the words we hear today, we hear Jesus begin saying, Father, or in some translations, Our Father. When we look at the original context and the original word, is not just meaning a person, a title that is given to a person, but it means a character, a wholeness, or it defines who that person is. So what we're saying is the first person of the Trinity is Father. But it's not just a Father. If we look very carefully, the image in the word Abba means not just a Father. But to put it in a very basic context, Imagine an infant child looking up at their dad with their hands wide open, big smile on their face, and asking daddy to hold them, to protect them, to love on them. So when we hear this word Abba, it speaks of a loving and compassionate father who is there for his child, who is there for their children, to care and to love them until the end. This father that we speak of is not a cold, uncompassionate, distant father, but is a father that is there with us every moment and every step of the way. The second part we hear is hallowed be thy name or hallowed be your name. Or to really kind of help it and put it in simpler terms, may your name be holy. May your name run true throughout the world. So to say, hallowed be thy name, is that we are going to hold his name to be holy. To be holy means to be set apart, to be set aside, to be made best. And so when we set God's name aside to be holy, to be set apart, we're asking the Lord to set himself above all things, above everything in our lives. So when I say I love my car, is that the most highest thing in my life? Or have I set God apart below my love of cars? When I say I love chocolate, is that the same love I carry? Is that setting it apart enough that God is above my love for chocolate? Is his worthiness, his holiness set above those things that I hold true and dear in my heart? Or is his hallowed be thy name, his name made holy, him set apart only when it's convenient for me. 
I will praise your name. I will make your name holy when it's easy for me to do so. I will make your name holy. I will set you apart when it's convenient for me. I will ring true and make your name holy to this whole world when it has benefit and gain for me. When we say that, our, that God's name is hallowed, we're called to set apart and make him and his name the center of our lives, the most important thing every day in every aspect of our lives. But is his name hallowed even within our own hearts? Next part, your kingdom come. We hear that, we repeat that, we think of, oh yes, we're going to think of the kingdom of God, the heaven, the reign, the power, the rule of God comes present here in this world. But what it really means is how we share and continue to share the love of God into the ends of the world. How we bring God's love into every aspect of our lives and in every aspect of this world that his name and his rule will be known to all generations to come. That my love may be shared to the ends of the world. That everything I do that I embody, that I hold true, may imbue and demonstrate and show to the world my love for God and how I'm in love with him in every aspect of my life. In seeing my neighbor as created in the image and likeness of God, in loving those who are voiceless, who are helpless in the society today, who needs a voice, to see Christ's love by our words, our actions, and our deeds. So that whatever we do, people say, Oh, I think that he is Christian. I see something different from him. So I want to see and know why he's different. What makes him so joyful and what he does. That's when we make his kingdom come. We make his kingdom present here on earth. And in doing so, we draw closer to our Lord Jesus Christ because our Lord Jesus Christ is the pinnacle point in which the divine meets humanity, where man and the divine meet and come to encounter each other, where the word is made flesh and is walking with us and is the reason why we make thy kingdom come is because we follow after the example of our Lord Jesus Christ and to do as he taught and as he preached. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we pray the Lord's Prayer, there's many facets to that prayer. But to really surmise and to really put it short, remember the first two, two words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father. In those words, combine and surmise everything in the Lord's Prayer. Because it is that relationship with the Father, that we are children of God, that we are loving each other the way we're called to do, and love God the way God has loved us each day of our life. And in doing so, we make his kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that his name, through our words, our actions, and our deeds, ring true and radiate the love that he has for each and every one of us. So as we begin and enter into the liturgy of the Eucharist, 
the definition, the meaning of God's love. And when we gather together praying the Lord's Prayer together, let us ask the Lord, ask our Father to show us today what it means to be His children and how to live out the Lord's Prayer every day, every moment of our life. Amen.